Camel boots on my feet, bow in my hand. Walking in the early dawn to climb up in my stand. Hunting off the farm, wishing on some love. I've been on a big boy. Hi, everybody. Welcome to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and friends. I'm the Red Bull Mike Race. Alex Rutledge is with us on the line here as we uh, uh, record on a beautiful day in the Ozarks. Alex, how in the world are you doing? Well, I'm doing good, Red Bull. And I'm actually sitting here in the parking lot of Lucky's Gas Station and Travel Center. And uh, I must say, I'm a little bit under the weather. My sinuses are bothering me. I've been cutting firewood the last two days. And, yep. uh Looking forward to Christmas. You know, Christmas is a special time of the year, Redbone, and it's all about Jesus. Yeah, and, and of course, uh, you know, I'm, I'm right there in the same boat with you. I hauled and split wood all day Sunday, and we're actually, folks, recording on Monday. We normally record on Thursday, but due to uh, some conflicts and scheduling in the holidays and holiday basketball tournaments, uh, we're recording uh, this a little bit early, but... Um, yeah, you know, beautiful days and followed by cold nights and getting out there and working and sweating. It's kind of it's kind of tough to stay healthy. Well, you know, the old saying is if you work hard, especially here in the Ozarks or anywhere, it'll keep you young. And I definitely believe that it keeps your joints loose and uh, keeps your your heart rate up. And it's just good physical exercise out here cutting and cutting wood and splitting wood. And I really enjoy it. And that being said, Redbone, we've got a great show lined up for our listeners again across the country. We've got a special guest, Jason Hauser, outdoor writer from Southern Illinois. I met this gentleman several years ago. I went and spoke at a wild game dinner in Illinois at his church. Hmm. And this guy is a trapper, fisherman, bow hunter. This guy does it all. And if you've read very many hunting stories in major magazines, you've heard of Jason Hauser. He's also an expert trapper. He's wrote several books on trapping, and trapping season has started now. And he's also going to talk to us about late-season deer hunting. I'm excited about having him on the show. Yeah, and of course, those folks over there in, in Illinois, well, they know about those great big giant bucks over there in Illinois. They sure do, and uh, Jason is, you know, hunts all phases of the rut, and he's an obsessive deer hunter. He's killed some big old deer, but I believe we're going to keep our main focus on predator hunting. However, we're going to touch on deer hunting, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about how to get people started in trapping, how to catch all these predators, fox, coon, uh, river muskrat, coyotes, uh, bobcats. It's going to be a great show. That that will be fun. So uh, before we get uh, Jason on the line here, Alex, uh, what about the hunt, you know, uh, starting on the 28th of December, running through uh, January the 7th, we have the alternative method hunts uh, in Missouri, and Arkansas has got a a season going on uh, for part of that time. Uh, You know, I I guess just hunt food sources. I mean, is that what we're doing now, just hunting food sources? Believe it or not, Redbone, uh, I watched a young buck come in and check some does last night. He's still carrying his antlers, and there's wow. some bucks that's already dropped their antlers. There's still a little bit of trickle of rut going on in some areas, believe it or not. And uh, if, you, if you are fortunate enough to find any active scrapes, you need to pay attention to the active scrapes, where they're leading to, where they're going back to. And food source is the main key right now, Redbone with everything that's going on in the uh, in the hunting world right now on the whitetail. 
Yeah, do you think the warm weather we're having this week, and, and you know, this show airs on a, on a Friday or Saturday, uh, you know, we've had temperatures in the 60s every day, you think that will, I mean, have any effect? You know, Redbone, from my observation, just my opinion, whatever it's worth, you know, everybody's got opinions, uh, extreme hot temperatures affect deer. I think 60s will not affect them that much. Uh, however, uh, you know, we're going from 30-degree temps to 60 degrees, it can, but I really don't think it will. So I think deer are really going to be pounding and they're going to be eating the food sources. So if you've got green food plots like mine, the eagle seed food plots, they will be pounding them. Yeah, because those deer right now, especially the bucks and the does to a certain extent, Alex, uh, they're trying to get that winter fat. I mean, they've been in the rut, they've been running, they've been chasing, they've been going 24 hours a day for about six weeks now. And and now it's time they need to get that, that weight built back up to get through the harsh winter months of January and February. Exactly. Right now is a very crucial time to be feeding deer if it's legal in your county or state, mm-hmm. no matter where you're at. I love to feed mine high-protein foods. According to biologists and studies, deer can only consume 19% protein, and fat is good for them. Uh, corn only produces about 3% protein and, and uh, quite a bit of fat content. Uh, that's why they, they love corn at extreme cold temperatures. They'll go to it because it creates body heat for them. Mm-hmm. What I like to do is, is go to a farm store. I go to our local MFA exchange down here, and I buy Sweet 12 or Sweet 16 cattle horse feed, and I mix it with a 16% salt mix that they make here. And these deer absolutely love it. And if you've ever seen any of the photos or video of the deer on my farm, these deer are truly healthy and fat. So this is really crucial. I encourage you, if you're legal to feed, and you want to help your deer, don't hunt over it if it's illegal, but it will help your deer through the stressful months of January, February, and March. And, you know, and Alex, it's, it's so important. I know I've heard you say this before and talk about it before, but, you know, as soon as these bucks lose their antlers, the new antlers actually begin to grow. I mean, once the head heals exactly. up. So it is important, super important, uh, to give them large amounts of mineral to help with mm-hmm. that antler growth, uh, which is going to be coming up. You know, they'll start seeing antlers popping back up again, what, end of February, something like that. So uh, more mineral you can get better off your deer going to be when it gets to growing those new antlers in the spring? Yeah, feeding deer right now is very crucial. It, it helps the antler development, also helps their immune system, and helps to put on that weight that they lost during the rut. So if it's legal, again, reiterating, repeating, feed your deer, help your deer become healthy. And- All right, folks, we need to go to break. All right, we'll be back with more American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and friends in just a moment. Hey, everybody, this is Michael Water with Bone Collector, and you're listening to my buddy Alex Rutledge on American Roots Outdoors, man. Don't miss an episode. American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge continues. Hi, everybody. I'm Red Bull Mike Grace. Alex is with us uh, via telephone and our special guest for today. Alex, tell me who we've got on the line. As discussed in our first segment of the show, everybody, I'm excited about uh, this next guest. This guy's an outdoor rider. I met him several years ago while speaking at a wild game dinner at his church. This guy's a trapper. He's a bow hunter. He's a fisherman. 
this guy does it all. And if you've read very many hunting articles in major magazines, I want to welcome Mr. Jason Hauser to the show. Welcome to the show, Jason. Hey, Alex. Thanks for having me. Where are you at today? I am in Toledo, Illinois. We are uh, going to be here for a couple more days, and then we'll be hitting the road, uh, doing some traveling, filming for one of our TV shows. Yes, sir. Now, let's talk about Jason Hauser and his American roots. Then we're going to talk about your TV show. Jason, okay. you're from Toledo, Ohio, Illinois. Yes. And you were born and raised there. Let's talk about your family roots right there and lead up to where you're at now. I'll tell you what, Alex. I was born and raised in this small community, small farming community of about 1,200 people. Um, you know, my, my parents were big in the outdoors, and they instilled that upon all of our all their kids and grandkids, and we are trying to do the same with our grandkids now, just teach them the love of the outdoors and how special it is. Yeah, so you was born and raised in Toledo. What kind of work did your parents do? Oh, they were lifelong farmers, Alex, their whole lives. Corn and beans? Corn, beans, hogs, cattle, a little bit of everything. This is awesome. Now, Jason, how old are you now? I am 45 Forty-five years old. If I'm counting married. right, I am married. My, my beautiful wife Lottie. Yes, we've been married. It's ten years in November, and uh, yeah. so, you guys are, are, are doing very good in the outdoor industry. Let's talk about your TV shows you have right now. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Alex. We have two TV shows. We have Bone Mile TV, which we're currently filming our third season, and that's um, primarily hunting and fishing. But we have a new show that I'm real excited about. Tracking Across America TV. We started filming that last week, and we were just traveling the country, meeting up with trappers, sharing their love for trapping, their techniques, their tips, and sharing that with our audience. That is awesome. You know, I've done a little bit of trapping, and we always try to cover trapping in our podcast, our radio shows. And what I'd like to do is, is talk on late-season deer hunting, because here in Missouri in the Midwest, uh, Arkansas, we've got a season opening up on the 28th in just a few days. I want to talk about that first. Now that everybody knows about Jason Howes and what he's got going on, uh, I want to talk about the next segment about late season deer, then we'll go into trapping. i got to ask you this question, Jason. What is your most cited, that's a word, which article makes you the proudest of any article you've ever written and what magazine was it published in? You know, I think an article I actually wrote Christmas Eve of 2018, and I wish I could remember the name of it, but it was totally about going back to the American roots. It was totally going back, talking about my father and the love of the outdoors he instilled upon us children and his grandchildren. Uh, I believe that article ran in Adventure Sports Outdoors magazine. Is what I ran, and that's probably, you know, I wrote a lot of deer articles, and this is not even a how-to article. It's just how my dad taught that appreciation of deer hunting to us kids. That's my favorite deer hunting article. That is awesome. What do you think of that, Redbone? Yeah, I think that is pretty awesome, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to put uh, because I grew up in in. Uh, uh, Illinois, Jason, uh, up around St. Louis, just across the river from St. Louis. Where is Toledo, Illinois? Kind of give us a geographic location. Okay. Toledo is right 
we are the midway point between St. Louis and Indianapolis. Okay. So we are right on the I seventy corridor. Okay. I've never you know, I've never been over into that into that part of the state. And you'd think growing up in Illinois you'd been all over it, but uh just never had an opportunity or, or reason to go that way. So uh I mean you guys you you talk about growing up hunting and, and your parents and you know instilling that love of the outdoors in you guys. Uh probably more than where I grew up, close to the city. I mean, that really was a way of life in rural Illinois when you were growing up, wasn't it? Oh, it definitely was. It was something we we uh, learned at a very young age. I think I was nine years old when I killed my first uh, little doe. She didn't weigh much more than 70 pounds, but to me it was <laughs> the biggest deer ever, and my dad led me to believe that until I knew better. So, yeah, it is something that we uh, definitely grew up with. Yeah, now, you have kids, Jason? I have two stepchildren, uh, okay. Sophia and Lacey, but I've they've been my daughters, and I like to think that I've been their father. So, yes, I do. Have you introduced them to the outdoors? I mean, do they like yeah. to hunt and fish and those kind of things? They they uh, do like to fish. Uh, as far as hunting, they, they don't do much hunting, but they do travel with us occasionally. But as far as getting out themselves and doing it, they now have kids of their own and they just don't have the time okay uh what about the trapping end of it are they interested in the trapping at all honestly no they aren't i <laughs> wish they were well you know trapping I, is definitely a dying breed and you need to have more young people involved in the sport of trapping for it to continue you know I, and i know that alex will agree with that 100 percent, and i do too uh but uh, by the same token, and Alex, you can chime in here too. I think trapping, at least here in the Ozarks, trapping has actually caught a little bit uh, more steam here in the last couple of years. I'm hearing of more people that are wanting to either start or have started trapping. And in more and more of our outdoor stores, Alex, we're finding more and more trapping equipment and gear. And you're seeing more articles and magazines on trapping. I really think it's a sport that's fixing to make a big comeback. Do you see that in your travels? I do see that. Uh, for instance, I was just in Missouri a um, week ago trapping with two young men. They were 20 years old. They've been trapping since they were seven. Hmm. Um, I'm leaving for South Carolina in a couple of weeks. I'm going to be with a lady. She's 22 years old. She is contracted by the uh, South Carolina Department of Natural Resources that catch coon and coyotes that are robbing the sea turtle egg nest. Hmm. So, yes, I, I am seeing... Younger people involved. It's not, they, they are there. Yeah. Yeah, and Alex, I, I know you agree, and we're seeing it here in our part of the world, too. You know, we are. And, and you know, I was trapping as a, at a young age with my brother, Roy. And uh, I remember I was traveling trap lines and setting them on in Johnny Hart and catching coons and bobcats. And, you know, I kind of steered away from it. But I have to agree with you. You're seeing more and more people getting involved. And, Back in my era, Jason, I'm 55 years old, we all coon hunted and we trapped to make our Christmas money. And we talked about this many times. And it seems like the, the fur market is really diminished. Uh, the prices of fur is not very good anymore. I can remember, Jason, uh, uh, gray fox hides, red-sided grays bringing $45 a hide. And I can remember coons bringing 30 and $35. And coyotes bringing twenty five, thirty, uh, depending on how good it was. But now coons are doing good to get five or ten dollars a hide. 
Well, that's exactly right, Alex. But just five, six years ago, we were averaging $35 on coon. I was selling muskrat for $14, $15 a muskrat. I even sold a possum for $8. But with a lot of the uh, problems in China, Russia, their, their economy, trade, the prices have gone down. Americans are now wearing fur. Um, they're just, that's not caught on. If they catch back on, now I wear fur. I personally wear fur, but um, yes, we need to uh, somehow open up our sales to the foreign countries again like we were. And a lot of it has to do with their weather. They're not getting the cold weather as well. So there is not the need to buy the fur. All right, folks, we need to go to a break. We've got uh, Jason Hauser on the phone along with Alex Rutledge. You're listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and his friends. Hey, this is Eddie Salter, and you listen to American Roots and Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and friends. So you never got to worry what the wind might do, American American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge and friends. We've got uh, Jason Hauser from Illinois on the line, and also Alex Rutledge is with us here. We've been talking a little bit about uh, uh, about tramping and, and the fact that it, it seems to be a, a sport that's kind of making a comeback. And Alex, as you know, and I'm sure as Jason knows, uh, we need folks to get out there and trap, especially these coyotes and these coons, because they're really hard on our turkey populations, our quail populations, and even even our deer populations. Alex, I know you've talked on this many times. Yes, we have, Redbone, and that's one of the reasons I wanted Jason to come on the show. Jason has written several books on trapping, and, and, and Jason, let's talk about your book real quick. Then what I want to do is talk about how people can get started in trapping. Okay, Alex, I wrote two books. I wrote The New Approach to Coyote Trapping, and the new approach to coon trapping, two separate books. I'm in the process of writing a third book. It'll be on the subject of beaver trapping. So, yeah, I've really had a lot of good feedback on those books. As as far as getting new individuals involved in trapping, it's going to take it's going to take trappers that are out there now to look up young people to to build interest, get new trappers out there. Just ask your neighbor, ask your nephew, ask your grandchild. Do you want to go trapping? And, you know, it wouldn't take long for them to, to uh, find the love in it like I do. It's like Christmas every morning. You never know what you're going to have in that trap. <laughs> so if you know a young child or not even a child, if you know anybody who's never been trapping, just invite them to go in the trap line with you. Let them see what it's all about. Educate them on why you're trapping. And... No, I think they'll they'll fall in love with it like I have. That's awesome. And let me ask you this: so, if somebody wants to start trapping right now, what is the first thing they need to do, Jason? The first thing they need to do, there. Are, my advice would be to maybe uh, there are some great groups on social media on Facebook. Uh, trapping talk would be one of them. Get on trapping talk. Uh, Learn from, there's a lot of good trappers on the uh, Facebook Facebook group, Trapping Talk. Um, learn from them, self, and see if they want to take you out, help teach you. Every state also has a trapper education course you can take. 
that's a good way to get started and meet other trappers as well. Well, what about your book you wrote? Wouldn't your book be a great way to get kids involved or beginners involved in trapping? It'd be a great way. I just didn't want to toot my own horn. No, my book. That's what this show is about, is try to intrigue people and get them interested in what our subject matter is. So it's okay. Okay. uh, What's the name of this trapping book for people that wants to learn to trap coyotes? I have, it's called A New Approach to Coyote Trapping. It's on, uh, available on Amazon Kindle. Uh, you could, I think every trapping supply dealer carries the books. So they're easy to find. And they are, they are, uh, every skill level will learn something from these books, definitely. Beautiful. So once we learn how to get started in trapping, we need to purchase traps. Uh, say somebody wants to trap coyotes. What traps do we need to look at, and what do you suggest that they need to buy? Well, you want to look at a coil spring trap. You want to look at something big enough that's going to hold a powerful coyote, at least a number two coil spring. But they have some awful large coyote traps, uh, MB550s, MB750s. Those are strong, powerful traps that will hold a, a coyote. Now, let's, let's talk real quick about the different types of traps. You've got the coil spring and you've got the regular steel trap. Well, a, a, coil, a coil spring is a steel trap. It's a foothold trap. You have the two different uh, yeah, foothold traps. You've got the long spring, which you might rem- think of maybe your grandfather using. Then they have the coil spring, which is a smaller compressed version of the long spring. Your uh, log trappers are using conibears for coon, possum, uh, snares, cable restraints. But every state has different regulations. What I might be able to use here in Illinois, you would not be able to use in New York or Missouri. Every state believes they know best on what traps to use. Okay. Here's your question. Now I've chosen this type of trap that I want to use as a beginner. What's my next step? Do I just take my traps and go up and set them on the ground, dig me a hole, find a path? What do I need to do? So if it's that easy, everybody would be trapping. <laughs> First of all, you're going to have there's going to be a lot of work you're going to have to do on the traps to get them ready. They come with uh, a film of oil on them. They're going to have to be washed, and then they're going to have to take on rust, have to be dyed and, and waxed so the coyotes uh, don't actually, or any fur bear for that matter, smells the steel. But as far as going out and setting it in the ground, I think the you ask any trapper, where do I set this trap? They're going to say, on location. You have to set where the animals are. If there are no animals, well, you're not going to catch them. There is a lot of scouting that goes into fur, catching fur bears, whether it's a cooner, coyote, or a bobcat. So there is a lot of preceding scouting involved, looking for their tracks, looking for their scats looking for their homes to be able to find the location to set up on. So here's my question for you. Now that we've got our traps, I understand what size of trap I need. Again, now I know I've boiled my traps. I've let them rust up, and I've wax-coated them. i found the sign that I think I need and where I need to set my trap. What do you do to set your trap? Explain us in detail what you do to set that trap to catch a coyote. Well, there are different sets to be used for a coyote. There are some of the favorites are a dirt hole or a flat set. A dirt hole set is basically where you're 
digging a hole into the ground at a 45-degree angle to imitate where a coyote has already been searching for food or burying food. And this is a a flashy set. There's There's dirt flung everywhere. It looks like an animal has been digging there. Uh, at that point, you'd put your lure, your bait, into that 45-degree hole. Your foothold, your your uh, coil spring trap would be set about 8 inches back from the hole, bed firmly. If a coyote feels any wobble in a trap, go dig that trap out of the ground. So you must set that trap firmly in place. Then you'll go ahead, you'll cover it with a uh, fine layer of dirt, uh, blended in. If you're in a bean stubble field, you'll put some bean stubble or a bean chaff into the the set. You want everything just to be as uh, or the word blended you want in to look as best as possible. Yeah. You know, I had a friend, David Robertson, bless his heart. He's no longer with us. He was a master at catching coyotes, and he showed me one of his sets, Redbone, uh, Jason. He would go in where he would find the sun, like a rock. If you find a rock set beside a log road or whatever, it's usually a signpost for a fox or bobcats, coach, whatever, to urinate, kind of like a scrape. Yeah. Hmm. set these traps. He would dig a hole in the ground. He would set those traps, a flat trap, and as a regular steel trap. And what he would do, he would put his bait in there below the trap. He would take him uh, some screen, and he would take him some dirt and sift it, shake it back mm-hmm. and forth over that trap, then take leaves and put over the top of it. And he catches cows left and right. So that tactic there works very well, too. All right, we're going to take a break right here. We're going to continue this discussion on trapping with James Hauser and Alex Rutledge on American Roots Outdoors in just a moment. Right here, right now, this is Chancey Walters listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge, the Ozark Herd Bull. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge and friends. We've got Jason Hauser on the line along with Alex Rutledge. And we've been talking trapping on the program today because it is that time of the year. And we left off, we were getting ready to ask Jason about special lures that you can use wanting to attract coyotes. Jason, what about it? Well, there's a variety of lures and baits that we use for coyotes. But, you know, one of my favorites has to be a strong skunk smell. They that it's a long distance call lure. It'll bring skunks in from a long way. So that'd be my my lure of choice. Would be anything with a lot of skunk in it. As far as bait, I like uh, ground mice for bait. Uh, ground bobcat meat for bait. Uh, just about any meat based product is a great bait for coyotes. For coyotes, yes. Okay, now when you're catching, now we're going to switch gears and go to another animal. Uh, for catching fox, gray fox is a member of the cat family. The red fox is a member of the dog family. Do you use the same stuff to catch red fox and gray fox? What do you use to catch them? You know, I, I, the same for red fox, yes. Unfortunately, I've never targeted a gray fox. Here I live in Illinois, our gray fox population is zero. I don't remember the last time I saw a gray fox, and I wish I could tell you more about how to catch one, but I, I just don't have that information. Okay. Now, what about bobcats? Let's talk about your secret weapon 
lure that you use to catch bobcats? You know, bobcats are a lot like any house cat. They like the odor of fish. They like the odor of catnip. Uh, they they will also eat. Uh, the skunk lure also will draw in the uh, bobcats. Any meat based product is a great bait. They'll draw in a bobcat. Bobcats are curious animals, so you know there's a lot of flash also involved when we're trapping bobcats. We'll put some Christmas tree tinsel tinsel up in the tree above the the uh, trap, or a, a CD that's flashing the sun's reflecting off the CD as it trolls in the wind. So anything that will get a cat's attention will draw that cat in, and hopefully uh, it will step on that one-inch circle that we were talking about. That is cool right there. Now, raccoons, what do you use to catch raccoons? Well, you know, I do a lot of my trapping with dog-proof traps for the raccoons. They came on the market a few years ago, and they just changed the way almost everybody traps raccoons. I fill up my uh, dog-proof trap with cat, uh, dry uh, cat food, squirt some fish oil in it, set it, and chances are the next morning there's going to be a coon in it. That is wonderful. Now that we've talked trapping, you've killed some big old bucks in your lifetime there in Illinois. It's late season. For this bonus segment, what advice have you got to our listeners? What do they need to focus on to close the deal on a big mature buck during late season here across the Midwest? Well, right here in Illinois, if you're going to want to kill a buck this time of the year, you better be focusing on the food. Whether they're eating uh, in a pit cornfield, or if they're, which we have right now, we have some beans still standing. There are deer out there in them standing beans. We have a late planting, and the weather this fall is just fully a herd of harvest. There are beans still standing. Uh, late season food plots. Anywhere that there is food, my advice is to find that food, and chances are you're going to find a deer. There you have it, folks. Jason Housen, outdoor rider. Outdoor TV host, expert at everything he does. Jason, tell everybody how they can follow you and find out more about you or maybe even order your book again on Trapping. Sure. Yeah, my books are available on Amazon and just about any place that sells trapping supplies will have my books. New Approach to King Trapping and the New Approach to Coyote Trapping. You can follow our uh, Bone Mile TV. On Facebook at Bone Mile TV or a new show, Trapping Across America TV, also on Facebook. We have YouTube channel, Bone Mile TV. It's full of great videos from um, hunting, fishing, a lot of trapping right now. I think the last 17 videos I've uploaded have been trapping. So there's a lot of different ways to follow us. Well, Jason, we want to thank you again for being on the show. Thank you for being a very good friend and uh I admire you, and I thank you for your talents that you share with our listeners. And uh, we need to get together, and hopefully you'll be over here in a couple of weeks or so to catch some of these coyotes and bobcats and coons on my farm. And uh, what do you want to say to everybody about Merry Christmas? You know, it's just a great time right now. Remember the reason for the season. That's the most important thing. Be with your family. Be with your loved ones. Enjoy your days right here this special time of the year. There you go, folks. Jason Hauser, Merry Christmas from all of us at American Roots and all of our partner sponsors. And we want to wish everybody a safe and prosperous new year. And Merry Christmas. Keep Christ and Christmas. Amen. So you never got to worry what the wind might do. American Roots. 
Thank you for joining us for today's American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge. You can find us on Facebook. Look us up on the World Wide Web at AmericanRootsOutdoors.com. We'll be back again next week on this great radio station. Welcome to the bonus segment of American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and friends. And again, our special guest, Jason Hauser, outdoor rider, expert trapper, expert deer hunter, expert fisherman. This guy is very knowledgeable on trapping and, and harvesting big whitetails. Uh, the last segment of the show, we was talking about you becoming a member of the podcast so you can listen to these bonus segments. What I want to do right now is I want you to share with our listeners in this bonus segment what you use to catch coyotes. Well, there, there's a variety of lures and baits that we use for coyotes, but, you know, one of my favorites has to be a strong skunk smell. They... That, it's a long-distance call lure. It'll bring skunks in from a long way. So that would be my, my lure of choice would be anything with a lot of skunk in it. As far as bait, I like uh, ground mice for bait, uh, ground bobcat meat for bait. Uh, just about any meat-based product is a great bait. For coyotes? For coyotes, yes. Okay, now you're catching. Now we're going to switch gears and go to another animal. Uh, for catching fox, gray fox is a member of the cat family. The red fox is a member of the dog family. Do you use the same stuff to catch red fox and gray fox? What do you use to catch them? You know, I, I, the same for red fox, yes. Unfortunately, I've never targeted a gray fox. Here I live in Illinois, our gray fox population is zero. I don't remember the last time I saw a gray fox, and I wish I could tell you more about how to catch one. But I, I just don't have that information. Okay. Now, what about bobcats? Let's talk about your secret weapon lure that you use to catch bobcats. You know, bobcats are a lot like any house cat. They like the odor of fish. They like the odor of catnip. Uh, they, they'll also eat... Uh, the skunk lure also will draw in the uh, bobcats. Any meat-based product is a great bait. They'll draw in a bobcat. Bobcats are curious animals, so you know, there's a lot of flash also involved. When we're trapping bobcats, we'll put some Christmas tree tinsel, tinsel up in the tree above the, the uh, trap or a, a CD that's flashing the sun's reflecting off the CD as it curls in the wind. So anything that will get a cat's attention will draw that cat in, and hopefully uh, it will step on that one-inch circle that we were talking about. That is cool right there. Now, raccoons, what do you use to catch raccoons? Well, you know, I do a lot of my trapping with dog-proof traps for the raccoons. They came on the market a few years ago, and they just changed the way almost everybody traps raccoons. I fill up my uh, dog-proof trap with cat, uh, dry uh, cat food, squirt some fish oil in it, set it, and chances are the next morning there's going to be a coon in it. That is wonderful. Now that we've talked trapping, You've killed some big old bucks in your lifetime there in Illinois. It's late season for this bonus segment. What advice have you got to our listeners? What do they need to focus on to close the deal on a big mature buck during late season here across the Midwest? Well, right here in Illinois, if you're going to want to kill a buck this time of the year, you better be focusing on the food. Whether they're eating uh, in a pit cornfield or if they're, which we have right now, we have some beans still standing. There are deer out there in them standing beans. We have a late planting. And the weather this fall is just really a herd of harvest. There are beans still standing. Uh, 
late-season food plots, anywhere that there is food, my advice is to find that food, and chances are you're going to find a deer. There you have it, folks. Jason Housen, outdoor writer, outdoor TV host, expert at everything he does. Jason, tell everybody how they can follow you and find out more about you or maybe even order your book again. On sure. Yeah, my books are available on Amazon and just about any place that sells trapping supplies will have my books. New Approach to Coon Trapping and a New Approach to Coyote Trapping. You can follow our uh, Bone Mile TV on Facebook at Bone Mile TV or our new show, Trapping Across America TV, also on Facebook. We have YouTube channel Bone Mile TV. It's full of great videos from um, hunting, fishing, a lot of trapping right now. I think the last 17 videos I've uploaded have been trapping. So there's a lot of different ways to follow us. Well, Jason, we want to thank you again for being on the show. Thank you for being a very good friend and, uh, I admire you, and I thank you for your talents that you share with our listeners. And uh, we need to get together, and hopefully you'll be over here in a couple of weeks or so to catch some of these coyotes and bobcats and coons on my farm. And uh, what do you want to say to everybody about Merry Christmas? It's just a great time right now. Remember the reason for the season. That's the most important thing. Be with your family. Be with your loved ones. Enjoy your days right here this special time of the year. There you go, folks. Jason Hauser, Merry Christmas from all of us at American Roots and all of our partner sponsors. And we want to wish everybody a safe and prosperous new year. And Merry Christmas. Keep Christ at Christmas.